How's everybody? Good morning. Um, I want to know who is a regular nester. Raise your hand. Okay. And then who um, is here for the first time? That's what I want to know too. Okay. Well, you guys might have seen the topic and decided that you wanted to nurture your relationship with Christ. You might have come because you want to grow in that. You might have come because you're just curious about Christ at all. And you might have seen uh, that we have food and coffee and other ladies here, and you might have signed up just for that reason. So anyway, so, so glad that each one of you are here. You have been prayed over, be assured of that, by the leadership team and by me, and I'm just thankful. I'm thankful today and grateful because the Lord asked me to talk, and we planned this eight or nine months ago, and so if you know, if you, if you are in the mode of learning about something, um, then you know that God kind of brings things to your mind. Every seems like every song you hear or every sermon you hear, he's pulling something out for you and for the topic that you're thinking of. If you have something you're working on with your kids, um, you know, it keeps recurring sometimes in your mind. And so that's what he's been doing with me over the last eight or nine months. Um, just kind of getting me ready, I think, to talk about intimacy with him and also just working in my heart and in my life. So I'm excited to share what he's shared with me. Um, today with you. The goal, okay, well, let me say this. I have a lot, so I might talk kind of fast, um, and that's why, because I don't know. He just gave me a lot to share with you, and I want to get through it all. Um, I'm going to grab a couple of my friends up here during the talk and let them share with you little things that he's doing in their lives, intimacy that they have felt with him, so that you don't have to look at me the whole time. Um, But my goal today is to encourage you, to encourage you to pursue Christ um, every day, to grow in him a little bit every single day and, and look and see what he's doing around you, what he's doing for you, and what he's doing through you because he, we can be assured, is working all the time, all the time. And I think really the key is for us, are we aware? Are our eyes open? Do we see what he's doing? Are we walking? Are we seeking? So we're going to kind of go through... Um, some things that are more relevant, I mean, more relevant to your life stage. Um, it's really no coincidence, I think, at all, and you probably agree that here at Watermark, as a body, we're learning about intimacy with Christ. Um, we've been learning about it for, what, four or five weeks now from Todd and from Blake. And like I said, when we planned this eight or nine months ago, we had no idea uh, what we would be doing as a body. So no, that's one of the things I think God's doing. He's reminding us. He's reminding us all the time um, that he desires to be close to us. And I just want to say he meets every need we have. We know these truths, but we need to be reminded of them. So um, I'm going to tell you about a need that he he met for me yesterday. This is kind of what I'm talking about. Intimacy with him, I want us to think about as seeing what he's doing, jumping in with it, taking it through our day, through our week, sharing it with others. But I want to show you what he did for me yesterday. Um, I used to have a big struggle with anxiety. And back, I don't know how many years ago it was, probably 10 or 12 years ago, he gave me a verse in 2 Corinthians 9 that just said, I mean, I would struggle the most when I felt like I had things to do, but I didn't have enough time to do them well. 
And so I don't know if you, if you can identify with that or not. Probably everybody can. But I, it would really get me tied up. And I would kind of dread the things that were coming down the road. It's big, fun things. But it, I would just be like, oh, no, I don't know if I have enough time to really do this right. And my heart, I think, was right to want to do things well for the Lord. But my heart was not right in having anxiety about it. So gave me the verse. 2 Corinthians 9, 8 says, And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. And he's talking in the text about giving, but he, I would take that for myself in all things. And so later in the chapter, there's even more surprises and blessings. So yesterday morning, um, you know, time is ticking and Friday's coming and I was not totally finished and with what you know I needed to do for today. So, of course, um, my daughter had a track meet yesterday, and and probably you all are not going to track meets very much quite yet. But they're very very long, and you they're fun. But you, you, they're fun because you get to see every kid do their thing, but they're very long. So I thought, well, I mean, I hardly have you know seven hours to sit at a stadium. But it didn't start till 2 o'clock, and I really didn't want to miss the first event. Of course, she was in the first event and then almost in the last event. So I was like, Lord, you know my need here. I really want to do this well for you, and I am running short on time. So I got in my spot yesterday morning to be with him, and I opened my Bible, and I went to the journey. And what is it? Second Corinthians 9. And I thought, oh, Lord, you are... I mean, I didn't even think until I got down to the verse, and there it is. And God is able to make all grace abound to you. So that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. And I just... I mean, it makes me teary now. So I just prayed, thanking him, and I said, I know you're going to do it. You're going to do it for me today. And I want to go to that track meet. I'm just going to tell you, Lord. So... um. Then I went on to read the rest of the chapter, which I never really dwelt on before. And it talks about how what you're going to do, other people are going to say thank you to God for. And so I started praying again for you guys and thought maybe something I say is going to be taken to heart and taken home. And this is what you're telling me, Lord, thank you. So just a little thing. That's what I'm talking about, what he does for us if we're looking, if we're seeking, and if we're asking. Um, so I got to the track meet. I mean, the happy ending to the story is he wrapped it all up before 2 o'clock. I actually had like 15 extra minutes. So that was really, really neat. And then I changed my introduction to put that in there. So I wanted you to know. Um, again, the question is, I think, are we tuned in to him? Do we see? There's so much going on that he's doing. So we're going to talk about just praying for open eyes and open ears and an open heart. Um, Okay, and like I said, I'm going to stick with some of the things that are going to be relevant to you. Um, I'm going to share another thing that he told me about today. Um, Recently, I got to go to Africa with some Watermark people. And, uh, I mean, really, just like a month ago. And so we had a really difficult time getting there. Um, You know, obviously it's a long way, but we we missed every flight that we had. We lost a good number of bags on the way. And our sweet leader, Antoinette, just kept telling us, y'all, if we can just get there with our Bible and ourself, we're going to be good. We can teach these women. We're going to do what we got to do. And we had, in our backpacks, we had 
a change of clothes and a toothbrush, you know, the essentials. But she just kept saying, if we can get there with our Bible and ourselves, we're good. God's going to do the rest. And so the whole week, and um, Jennifer will agree with me, we saw simplicity at work. Simplicity in worship, simplicity in learning, in teaching. We had, they don't have any facility like this. We were in a concrete church, no, you know, PowerPoint. We had no, we had a few little visual aids that actually did make it over there. Um, But it was just a cool time to see how simple it is to have intimacy with God. Um, these, they are so joyful, and we are joyful, but I do now realize we have a lot of distractions. So today, he just said, you know what, tell them it's simple. It's just me and them and my word. That's all they need to be close to me. So today, I didn't do a PowerPoint. I, didn't, I don't have any fancy visual aids or anything like that, and that stuff is good and helpful. But he just said to me, keep it simple today. Um, and dwell on that. So think simple in your mind. Um, it's what the whole Bible is about, his relationship with us, his desire for us. So just remember when we're looking through Scripture, the whole thing is about how much he loves us. Um, I know we have a lot going on in our lives, but today let's just focus on that, just the simplicity of his love for us. One of my favorite authors, um, Joe Stoll, writes, wanting to love him... In authentic ways that connect with his heart is the beginning of a satisfying relationship with Christ that provides the power to live a transformed life. And if you're like me, you want to live a transformed life. I know we all do. And I'm excited about, you know, what God's going to do to transform my life. When we're intimate with him, that begins to happen. Um, Our heart begins to line up with his. Somebody asked me to pray that for them this morning. Their heart would line up with his. We're okay when things don't go our way. The more intimate we are with him, um, we can be thankful in all circumstances, knowing that he's at work for our best. I mean, if he's for us then who can be against us? So my hope is that today we'll focus on that relationship and I want you to think about what would it be like to be closer to him, to be as close to him as he wants you to be and as close as you want to be. It can happen. It can, and it will if we're after it. Um, And how do we know? Well, we know that we can be intimate with him because in his word he tells us the best news of all, that's why he sent Christ to the world to pay the penalty, to take away the separation between us and him. And so that relationship is a result of Christ's work for us. So that's his whole goal, is to be close to us and work his will in our lives. Um, so on your outline, just I'm gonna, I think I'm going to stick pretty close to it. Um, there's a question. What, what else does God say about our relationship with him, our creator? He says we are his friends. That's pretty simple. Um, Friends love being together. They love spending time together. Um, And that's how we become better friends. That's how we become closer to the people that we love, uh, is by spending time. And so you've heard it said, that's how we become closer to God, is spending time with him. I want to tell you a little thing about friends. Um, Millie talked about my friend Melanie, who's here, and we are very close. We live, though, on opposite sides of the city now, and we work in different ministries, and so um, we have to be really purposeful and plan our time together and get together, like, on a regular basis, which we do. And so a couple of weeks ago, 
we met for breakfast, and um, we sat down at this little place, a well-known place, and we just had our heads together, and we were talking about what the Lord was doing in our lives, and that's really all we talk about. We talk about our families and what God is doing, and we just ooh and all over that. And so we were doing that and just busily doing that. We had our breakfast. We're eating breakfast. I think we met at 8 or 8.30. And so we're enjoying that, and we push our dishes aside, and we just keep talking. We're just at it, at it, at it, and we don't even know what's going on around us. And, y'all, we got hungry again while we were sitting there and looked at our watches, and it was lunchtime. And so we were like, well, we should just eat lunch, too. And so we stayed through two whole meal times, sharing, sharing, sharing. And it made me think that is intimacy with someone. And have you been in your quiet time ever? And you're like, I don't want to get up. I don't want to get up. Or you look at your watch and it's like, oh shoot, I am late. That's what we want. That's what God wants. And how precious is it to know that he loves us that much? And that just friendship is a sliver of a, of a picture of how much God loves us. Um, so think about that. What's keeping us from a deeper and more abiding relationship with God? Um, you know best what the distraction is. You know, and I know what mine is. And so pray and ask him, Lord, what's keeping me from knowing you more? Because everybody in this room could pray that, even if we know him well. Um, sweet friend, just this week, said, I asked him what was keeping us apart, what was keeping me from moving forward, um, what's inhibiting my time with you, giving you my whole heart. And we don't hear him audibly speak, but she knew good and well. He said definitively, you need to get off of Facebook because he knew her heart. And he knew that as she was looking at Facebook, that she was constantly in a state of comparing herself to others, which we don't all do when we look at Facebook, but some of us do. So look for that thing. So she, she quit. She deleted her deal, got off, and experienced great change in her life. And then when she went to be with the Lord, she wasn't distracted by that, you know, by that at all. And so ask him. Ask him what the distractions are. It's, you know, I've been talking to several of you over the past couple of weeks, and what you have said in your life stage, and it wasn't all that long ago that we were there, right? Old ladies at this table, except for Christy. Um, and we have distractions too now, but thinking back, and what you're saying is that when you do finally get time alone, that you have trouble um, disciplining yourself to spend time with God. So you might want to, I mean, you know, we're tempted to do chores or get on technology or just check out and do nothing for a little while. Um, and those things are. Not bad, but make sure that you are disciplining yourself to spend time in his word because you don't want to miss out on all these treasures that we're talking about today. Um, So what we're going to talk about, I'm I'm not going to give you formulas. I know you didn't come for a formula. Um, And I'm not going to give you my opinions either. So I'm just going to stay. My goal was to stay in the scripture um, and, and just talk about the disciplines that we can can do for ourselves, whether we're young or whether we're old, or I think everybody in here is a mom. Do we have any dads? Sometimes we do. No dads? Okay. So we're all moms. If, if we're a mom um, of littles or a mom of bigs, we need it. We need the disciplines. So um, I'm not an expert 
for sure. I just have more years than y'all do um, of having kids at home. And, and you know what? Let's face it. I mean, they are our distraction right now. So much of the time in our time alone. But God gave them to you, and he knows that he can be intimate with you while you have them and while they're little. Um, and I learned some things the hard way. Too. So you're going to hear some of that. Um, how do we grow in our love for him daily? That's what we want to talk about today. Lots and lots of ways. I, lo- I arranged on the outline. He gave me these W words that you see long ago. So this week I was like, Lord, what do you want me to say? And he's like, remember the W's. I gave you the W's. So I went back to my phone and there they were. So um, he simplified that for me. So we're going to talk about worship. We're going to talk about want. I want to make him easy for you to remember. Um, which is want is seeking him, watching, walking, working it out, waiting sometimes, and then at the end, being wowed by what he is doing for you. So I really think that we can have all these in one day without even thinking too much about it. And you probably do. You just might not realize it. Okay, and then if you see, I turned in my outline before I was finished with it, which is beautiful, Um, but I'm going to give you the verses that aren't on there. There are some of the little headings that don't have a verse, but I'll give them to you, so be ready to write those down. Uh, Okay, so let's go and start talking about worship. Um, This is the first priority, guys, with our life with him, is if we can just get in a state of worship, we can do that anywhere, anywhere, anytime. Psalm 22.3 says, you are enthroned as the Holy One. You inhabit the praises of your people. Um, Jeremiah 32.19, oh, great and powerful God, whose name is the Lord Almighty. Great are your purposes and mighty are your deeds. So anywhere, anytime. Um, So I'm going to challenge you to do something I've been trying to do, and I know this will be good for your life stage, is just when you wake up in the morning, you're in your bed, most likely, your husband's there, maybe there's a kid or two, there might not be, Um, but you're alone at that moment in your mind. Just turn it to praise. Turn it to praise. Start saying, Lord, I need you for today. I need your help. I love you. This is who you are to me. This is what you did for me yesterday. I've been trying to do this at night. Like, there's a verse that says, show me your love in the morning. Show me your faithfulness at night. And I've just been dwelling on that love in the morning, that praise, before I even move my head off the pillow. And I think we all have that time. We all have that time. There might be a baby crying, but you know what? You can still do it. You can still do it. And he will be glorified. Um <clears throat> So we're going to talk about early morning time a little bit more in a minute, but just that good habit of starting the praise. Praise him for who he is, for how he loves you. Um, And I I want to share this little book that I have with you um, that a friend gave me in a great time of need, and it has been a huge blessing to me. 31 Days of Praise, it's by Ruth Myers. I put it on the list of books on the back of your handout. But um, it is based completely on Scripture, which is what I love about it. It is not someone's you know, thoughts or writing, which is fine too sometimes, but I keep this on my bedside, and if my light can be on, I grab it and start the day with this. Um, I'm just going to read a little bit apart. Uh, day 28, thank you that I can be still, parentheses, cease striving, let go, relax, and know that you are God, that you are in control, and that I can restfully depend on you and absorb your strength and joy and peace. To think that you not only permit me to come before you, but you actually desire my fellowship, my worship, my prayers, my eternal presence. Your desire is for me. That you should allow your creature to have fellowship with you is wonderful enough. 
but that you can desire it, that it gives you satisfaction and joy and pleasure, is almost too much for my understanding. The verses that it's talking about are all in here. I mean, this whole book is just, it's, it's great. And then you kind of start praying like that. You start remembering the praises from the Word. And um, anyway, awesome, awesome book. Um, start the day with gratitude. Gratitude, if you're laying there and you just start thanking him for stuff. Thank him for the hard things. Thank him for the areas where you're having trouble. Um, that is an avenue for him to enter and to start working at the very, very beginning. So if you have laid that foundation for your day, I mean, super. And you can get up, go get that baby, whatever you need to do. Okay? Um, another great place to pray from is David's prayer in First Chronicles twenty one First Chronicles twenty nine. If you haven't read that, I mean, I'm still reading all the time things in the Bible that I've never read. It is absolutely beautiful. Um, Take that and meditate on it for a week, you know. Okay, drop my pen. Um, The next little section is wanting, seeking, okay? So we talked about that little time in the morning. Um, Maybe, you know... You can do that. Maybe you can't. But the wanting, the seeking is about being in his word. It's about sitting down and being alone with him. That is when the miracle happens. I know you've, most of you have probably know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, Isaiah 55, 6, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call to him while he's near. Psalm 46.10, be still and know that I'm God. We all have heard that verse, most of us. James 4.8, come near to God and he will come near to you. And 1 Chronicles 22.19, now set your mind and heart to seek the Lord your God. That was a big one for me. I'm so glad that I found that. I had not read that verse before that I remember. Seeking him, setting our minds on him. The opposite, it is the opposite of mental coasting, says John Piper. Um, how many times do we mentally coast through the day? Um, so I just want to focus on that time of solitude and silence we need with him. Time to pray, time to read his word, time to meditate it, on it and listen for him. Um, this is a time, we all know this, I'm just reminding all of us, it, you have to decide not to be doing anything else. That's where the distraction talk comes in. Is I'm tempted to you know, get up and put a load of laundry in, or I'm tempted to go, I don't know, empty the dishwasher, do chores, or... Anyway, I was just thinking of y'all and thinking of how hard it is to find that time alone, but be sure that it's okay to set boundaries, and it's okay to set up a playpen or, or room time or whatever and say, this, this is mommy's time with God. This is mommy's time with God. Even if it's 15 minutes, y'all. That is doable, and it will bless you so, so much. I know each of you has a different routine, if you have a routine for quiet time, but just think of changing it up and, and, and taking every chance that you can to make it look a little different. Um, and your kids will benefit from knowing that you're in the Word. I mean, you're not doing it for them to see, but they need to see what the, what, where your fruit comes from, you know? And so just tell them, Mommy's spending time with God. We're going to be quiet and look at this book for a while while I do that. Um, please don't believe the lie that you don't have time, because we know we do, and we know we're going to be blessed. Don't cheat yourself of, that, of the treasure. Um, you really can't afford not to make the time, because it's God's way of refreshing you. Um, okay, I want to read this little book. Another book. I love books, but I only love them if they're based on scripture. Um, 
This is something that a friend gave me when I was dealing with some depression, which is, don't like that word, but I was. Um, it is called 40 Days to a Joy-Filled Life. But the, the, one, the little thing I like the most is called the 15-Minute Miracle. It's talking about just sitting down with the Lord, just what we're talking about today. It says, how do you currently start the day? Do the first 15 minutes of your morning glorify God and set the foundation for joy for you today? What do you feed yourself mentally and spiritually after waking, like we were talking about? Um, what, do you, what you do first thing in the morning sets the emotional tone for the entire rest of the day. If your morning doesn't start with joy, you will find it difficult to catch up later. Um, so I think we know what God wants for us, and let's just grab it. Um, most all the things we're doing are less important than in the morning than um, starting our day with him. I made the mistake of turning on the news, and then, you know, I just get in a bad mood. So I'm much better mood if I can talk to him first, check out what's going on, and then I have a filter. You know, we, I mean, y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm not telling you a lot of new things. Um, but how awesome is it to start the day with the almighty creator of the universe who is over everything we're going to see that day? Um, that time has to be, you know, it, it initiated by us. Um, and just the foundation laid. So don't fall in either to what I did when I was legalistic. I'm talking like I'm all changed. Well, I am all changed. Um, but I, when I had little kids, I, my, my personality tends toward legalism. And I really would kind of get upset, mad at myself. And if I didn't have my quiet time, which I'm trying not to really say that word because it kind of gets overused, I think. But don't fall into the trap of legalism. Don't feel like it has to be first thing in the morning. Now, there is plenty in God's word to tell us how great the morning is, how there's nothing in our brain, hopefully, um, or nothing generated quite yet. So it's a great time to be with him and fill your mind. But if you, don't, if you can't make it work right now, um, or you're not making it work, just sit quietly with him anytime in his word um, with an expectant heart that he'll speak to you and he has a treasure for you. Um, morning's best for me. Just know yourself and know uh, what works. But don't, be, don't fall into legalism. Um, repent before him. Come before him with a clean heart. Get those distractions out of the way. I wrote down phone, laundry, even the monitor, baby monitor. I don't even know if they have those anymore. Is that what they're called? <laughs> anyway, turn it off, whatever it is, because they're going to be fine, especially when you're with the Lord. You can trust, you know, that he wants to be with you. Um, I talked about setting boundaries. Oh, Todd and Blake have been really good to remind us to divert daily. This is interesting. Divert daily, withdraw weekly, and abandon annually to be with God. Great ideas. Um, I heard a funny story, not just this last week. See how I'm hearing all this stuff? Um, that a mom said, I'm only alone when I'm in the bathroom. And the friend said, the bathroom is a great place to be with God. Bring your Bible in there. I mean, really, it's quiet. Most of the time, it's kind of pretty. And so... Whatever works for you. Um, another idea was to just kind of be with your husband and say, hey, can I have some time on Sunday afternoons? Just to, an hour to be with God. That seems pretty good, pretty, pretty doable. Um, remember, the more available I am, the more he blesses me. Just available. And the more fruit he produces in my life. And then we can be a blessing to the people around us and be blessed ourselves. Um, 
Okay, God said, I, he kept telling me, just tell them this about intimacy. The other day I was, you know, kind of asking him, what, what do you want me to say? And, and he was saying, say this, tell him this is intimacy. When you take something away from your personal time spent with the Lord, when you work it out, when you live it out for the rest of the day, you share it with other people, you receive a blessing from it, and look for ways that he continues to show it to you, you're going to find what he's doing. He's going to get your mind and say, hey, remember we talked about this. That is intimacy with him. That's one form of intimacy with him is just that whole package. And he's ready to deliver to us. Um, working, he, you're working with him to go deeper. Um, okay, my first little storyteller is Mandy. I just want her to, she shared something with me this week and I thought, you know what? They need to see somebody besides me. Come and tell um, your example of what he's doing. I'm just going to stay up here. Yeah, jump up. Oh, well, where's the microphone? Millie, do you have it? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Okay, so Jill just asked me to share something that happened last week um, for me. We, anybody that knows my family well, knows that number three in our family is... <clears throat> our fireball (laughs) and he has, you know, dual personalities just kind of depends which one he wakes up with. And it's made it really difficult to parent and, um, and really kind of straining on Lance and I. And so rather than like grumping about it all the time or like trying to read parenting books and figure it all out, we just have been hitting our knees in 2014. Like, Lord, just we're tired. Like we can't figure them out. We don't know what to do with them. And so our prayers have looked different and sounded different every morning, but we really have committed to be praying about it. And um, really, I mean, we're in, we're in April now, and we haven't really seen any answers or heard any, anything that has helped us necessarily, but it has felt good to bring it to the Lord and to wait for him to answer. And um, the other day, somehow it was just he and I, and I was pushing him on the swing, and I just said, Riley, what do you want to, who do you want to be? And I thought he was going to say, you know, like fireman, ninja, you know, something like that. That's what the answer I was expecting. He's swinging up real high and he looked back at me with this huge grin and he kind of giggled. He was like, ah, mom, I can only be who God made me to be. And I, it just kind of stopped my heart right there in that moment. And I just stared back at him as he swung back and forth. And I thought, I heard you, Lord. I heard you. Like we will train him and we will bring him up in your word and in your love, but my hands are open and I'll quit trying to manipulate him and change him. And I just felt like he spoke very directly to me in that moment. And it really, it really touched my heart. That's yeah. Perfect. That's exactly what we're talking about. Millie always says, is that you again, Lord? (laughs) Is that you again, Lord? Um, okay. So our next thing is watch Colossians four, two says, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And I have always kind of focused on the devote yourselves to prayer part, but the watchful and thankful part. I mean, how awesome is that? Um, that This is the fun part, being watchful all day, every day, because he's at work in every situation. Watch and see what he's doing, like we said before, in us, for us, and around us, um, and join in. Take full advantage. How can we bring him glory for it? Um, think of it as being attentive to his voice, sensitive to his work, um, and focusing on him. He always is focused on us. 
So let's focus on him too. Um, we can pray for this. Lord, help me to see you at work, your work, your way in my day. Um, how do you want to change me? How do you want me to be your hands and feet today? Who are you going to bring to me? Um, supernatural work of the Holy Spirit when he shows us. And the joy that comes after that is the wow that's at the end of the list. Um, okay, I'm going to tell you a, another story about just something he did for me. This is small, but it really was big. We were coming home from our trip. This is another Africa story, but we were in the, already back in Dallas, and we were in the... Um, I don't even know if you know about this, Jennifer, but it... it um, we were coming down the escalator to customs. We didn't have our bags yet. We had our big old backpacks. And I'll, on an aside, another one of my struggles has been significant body image issues over the years. And I still struggle. At times, I really don't a lot anymore. But it gets me sometimes when I'm least expecting it. And we were in the airport and coming down the escalator and... Um, or before that, I was walking in the airport, and, it, you know, there's, like, tons of people, and I had my big backpack, and I just felt like I was going to put it on my one shoulder, and I started thinking about, I don't like to put it on both shoulders because it makes me look funny. I'm not, I don't like the way it makes me look up here sticking out. and So I'm like, no. And I'd really heard the Lord say, Really? Do you still care about that? Like, you really are stuck on that? And so I obeyed. I did. Not with a great attitude, but I put it on, and it was huge. Remember my, how big mine was? And so it's on both shoulders. We're coming down the escalator, so ready to see our families, but we are exhausted. And there, I, I noticed, well, okay, because of Millie, I know a story. Um, her nephew had an accident on an escalator when he was little and lost how many toes? Three toes. So, not to scare you, but I mean, I have always been a kind of obsessive about escalator safety. And so, my kids are like, Mom! I mean, I still do it. They're 14 and 17. I still do it. I still look at their feet, make sure they go over the thing at the bottom. And my brother also had a little scare when he was little. So, I'm just aware. So, I, I'm on the escalator, and this man is in front of me, and I notice he has a little boy. He's about three, or I think he was three or four, and... We're getting down to the bottom, and so I'm looking to see if the little boy, I'm saying his dad's not even watching, not even looking at his feet. Y'all, no kidding. I look down, and his shoe is untied, okay? So I'm just standing there, and it was too, I mean, you know, what am I going to say? Tie your shoe. Well, it's untied. I look, I'm right behind him, and I watch his shoestring go down in the thing, and his shoe get caught. And in a split second, I mean, I'm right behind him. I just thought to myself, I have to get him, and I'm going to have to yank him so hard that I don't know what's going to happen, but I'll get him out. So I did. Antoinette was standing next to me, and I just, adrenaline, I scooped him up and put him down. And it was that fast. And he was caught. I mean, it was a bit of a yank. And right that second, the Lord said, if you hadn't had that backpack on both of your shoulders, you, that just wouldn't have happened. And he, it gives me chills to think about it, but he did that. And Antoinette knew, she didn't know my body image issue, but she was like, can you believe the Lord just did that? And I thought, you don't know the half of what he just did. <laughs> the, guy, the dad never saw, never saw, nobody ever saw. I mean, I kind of want to say, dude, I mean, you need to be watching your kid. But anyway, that's beside the point. And God was like, that's a whole nother issue. But... Anyway, so that's what he does. 
And you know what? That stuff happens, y'all, all the time. And we don't see it just because we maybe forgot to listen to that voice or I don't know we just don't realize we're mentally coasting sometimes so that's my escalator story but be able to see God's to be able to see what he's doing we have to know him we have to know how he works who he is what he's like and the only place that we can find that is in his word so we got to read it and be familiar with him all right walk I hope I'm okay on time Ooh, I got to talk fast okay Walk, walk, walk. This is also just kind of a daily thing. John 15, 4 through 6. Remain in me and I will remain in you. I made these little pictures on my paper to smile. I'm cracking myself up because this one is funny. Um, Remain in me and I'll remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Simple. We want a fruit. We want to abide in him. Walking through our days with a heart of obedience. Put it on both shoulders. Um, Staying close to him in fellowship and as a result, experiencing that abundant life, that blessing, that treasure he has for us. It takes discipline and commitment, but it's our response to him for loving us the way he does. It's just a response. It's not a performance. Just a response from our heart. Um, Millie always says, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. And I'm going to say, just keep walking, just keep walking. Um, Intimacy with Christ brings us deep joy and peace. It's a place of refuge, a place of comfort, a place of strength um, and truth. And what's happening to us sometimes is painful. We have not talked a lot about pain this morning, but there is pain. There's conflict, there's hurt, there's sickness, there's sometimes even tragedy. And what if we are not connected to the giver of life we are sunk um, but we can reconnect like that he wants us to run to him he wants us to run into his presence when we're hurting even when we're not think about your your children when they're hurt they want you i mean they want you mom or or dad sometimes but they for sure want mommy Um, and that is a good reminder Um, They want you because you love them. They're comfortable with you. They trust you. They're intimate with you like nobody else, right? Your child. That's what, it's a picture for us of God. He wants us to run to him like our kids would run to us. It's just something he shows us by the privilege of being parents. I love that picture. That's only a glimpse. Imagine of how much he loves us, his infinite love for us. This is a discipline, y'all, that we model for our kids um, that will shape them for their whole lives. By example, we teach them that God never changes, um, but we sometimes change. Like Millie says, I'm always quoting Millie. Um, she says, if, if God feels distant, then who moved? Well, it wasn't him. It was us for sure. And so we just can get right back into his presence as fast as we can. Um, pray to be all in with him. It's a, it's a heart condition, like I said. Not, our intimacy with him is not um, contingent on our performance. And I'm going to say that again because you might have heard it, but let's think. It's not contingent on our performance. It's contingent on the condition of our hearts before him. And another really favorite verse that I have that illustrates this is in uh, 2 Chronicles 16.9. It says... The eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth. In fact, it was on Jesus' calling today. That's another thing he did for me. The 
eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully devoted to him. So I want to pray, and I know you want to pray for a fully devoted heart. And we have to work on that. And the next thing is work it out. Um, work it out, Second Corinthians 2.15. What I mean by this is... Um, it's your day. You're working out what he's teaching you. For we are to God the aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. Be imitators of God. Therefore, as dearly loved children and live a life of love just as Christ gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. Claim his promises. They're in there. You can really just open up and find one really fast. Claim them daily. Make yourself available to be used by him. Um, and you know what, y'all? Being used by him at this stage of life is going to involve things you can do with your kids there. Um, you don't have to go and volunteer by yourself somewhere and leave them. I mean, he knows where you are, and he most likely is going to call you to do things that include them. Maybe some that don't, but most that do. Um, that's, you know, I think there's biblical evidence for that. I mean, we are to be... Um, about them when they're in our home. And I've got one that's about to be out, which is sad, um, but good. Um, just talking about saying yes. I, say, say yes when he calls you to do something. Now, I don't mean to say yes to everything because a, a very wise woman once reminded me the ask is not always the call. Um, in, a, in a church or in a school, you're going to be asked to do a million things probably because if you start doing them, they're going to know that like you're a good worker and you can be trusted and then they ask you to do everything and you can't do everything. So be prayerful over your yeses, but do say yes. I had a bad problem. Long after, I kind of erred on the side of no for a long time because I didn't want to clutter the schedule. I was being legalistic in my protecting of time. But say yes when God calls you because he has treasures for you. Just be sure that it's, well, as much as you can be sure that it's him. You'll know the more you know him, the more you're going to know what he might ask you to do. The more you're in his word and connected with him, he's not going to feel distant like, Lord, is that possibly you? He'll tell you. He'll tell you. Take some time to pray before you say yes. Don't cheat yourself of the treasure. Um, okay, and I'm, I did put this in here, but journal when you can. I am a terrible journaler. I used to hate it. I used to hate when people would stand up and say, journal, and I'd be like, I don't like to journal. But now I do. And that is a miracle of God because I, I'm a good writer, I think, but I just don't like to sit down and write stuff. It takes too long. And so <laughs> jot it down, just a note, you know, a few words of what he did, of these little things so you don't forget what they are because all these years, we're not forgetting because we always talk about them, but don't forget these little things. I don't want to forget them because when you have a day that you need to be reminded of his faithfulness, you can open that journal. And I have done it. We got one f- for our trip oh my gosh, I'm a writing maniac now because they made us journal. And I I see the blessing now. And it is awesome. But don't pressure yourself. See if it blesses you. I think it will. Write a few words every day. Lord, this is what you did for me today. Um, Share. And y'all, don't tell me that you don't come in contact with tons of people every day. Look at this room full of people. Share what God is doing in your life with others who are in your stage. You can encourage each other as young moms. You can spill out all the things he did for you in the last week, just like we are. Um, 
Talk about it. It brings you joy each time you say it again. And the, the lady next to you, the friend, the girl next to you needs that encouragement. So share, share, share. Share with the whoever you come in contact with. Because um, I know you're at Target. And I know that you're checking out in the checkout line. And you can say hi to that lady who's checking you out and say, you know, something natural like, God, do, do you know God? Did he do anything for you today? That's what he did for me today. You know, what? Well, you can do it. And she'll be like, Wow. Okay. I shared with the male lady the other day, the blessing that came to me was immense. We are fast friends now and she does not think I'm weird. She said, can I hug you? That's what she said. I said, are you a believer? Well, and she had an African accent. It was just this message from God, like be her friend. And now we hug in the driveway when I see her. And she is awesome. I mean, okay, I took a little step and I gained a friend. Um, <clears throat> that was my sharing part. Okay, tell them your stories. Tell them these things that we're talking about. Psalm 52, 8. Is this beautiful? But I am like an olive tree flourishing in the house of God. I trust in God's unfailing love forever and ever. Tell people how you are being made into a flourishing olive tree, in other words, probably, because they won't know what you're talking about. Okay, Allison, where are you? Okay, Allison's going to give us another encouraging little story. Are you on? No, no. Whoa, okay. Um, man, the Lord was really gracious to me last week on, uh, Friday, we were headed out of town. My family was and, um, picking my, my oldest that's in school up early. And anyways, my littlest, who's about a year and a half was having just a series of ear infections and all the signs and symptoms were there. So I was like, you know, we're going to run to the doctor real quick, get his ears checked before we go out of town, just make sure we're clear. So we don't get out of town and it's miserable. Right. And so, um, you know, made a quick appointment, threw him in the car. I had my 18 month old, my four year old, threw him in the car, ran to the doctor. Guys, we were like in and out in 20 minutes, right? Okay, that's all awing, right? Pediatrician's <laughs> office, like in and out 20 minutes. So we get in, I make the point, we get in, his ears are fine. I was like, oh, fabulous. We're in and out 20 minutes. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Okay, so pause there, go back. And we're in the middle of some house stuff going on in our house, like construction stuff. And, um, about a year and a half ago, our microwave went out. Well, when we first moved to the house, the microwave went out, had it repaired, went out again. We were like, frankly, screw it. We hate the microwave. So <laughs> we ended up buying, instead of replacing it, we bought just like a little, like $40 one you put on your countertop, um, for a variety of reasons. Anyways, with the work being done in the house, that microwave is now just sitting in the garage because Anyways, working down the house. Anyway, so just the night before, so Thursday night, I'm in the garage thinking, like, all this stuff. There's a coffee table. There's these things that we need to get rid of, and I can't get rid of them. I've been trying to sell them on mom's trading, whatever. I never have success on that, by the way. I don't know. The <laughs> Lord does not want me selling things. Anyways, so I'm sitting there taking inventory. Oh, i got to get rid of that. I'm just going to put it in the car. We're just going to goodwill. Like, I'm just like, we're loaded up. Get rid of it. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, this is a functioning microwave. Not that goodwill doesn't deserve it. But I wanted to give it to someone that I knew. Like, I read a book a while back and just really touched my heart. Like, when I have something that to give away, like, I would love to be a part of a story and passing it on. So, anyways, night before, I'm taking inventory. And it's like, microwave, got to get rid of it. Check. You know, what am I going to do with it? So Friday morning happens, run to the doctor, literally like what I thought was going to take an hour, took 20 minutes, 
all of a sudden, so we get, jump in the car, and I jump on Facebook real quick, which I don't do that often, and I did, <laughs> and I see a post from my friend Desi, and she's like, hey, anyone need have a microwave? I have a neighbor that's in need. And I was like, check. So I picked up the phone, hey, hey girl, I got your microwave. Where do you want it? And she's like, oh, my gosh, she has a neighbor that um, long story there, but just needs to see God work. And I was like, I have it. And she has six kids. I have only two with me at the time. And she's like, okay, we'll come get it. And I go, are you out and about? She's like, well, no, because <laughs> it's like 930. Why would you be out and about with six kids at 930? And I was like, well, I am. And I had the time to swing by my house, grab the microwave, throw it in my car, swing it by her house, and then go home and finish packing and to get out the door to get my son from school. Like the Lord totally orchestrated. It was this tiniest little thing. But here I had this microwave that totally functional but not being used in my garage. And all of a sudden, like the pediatrician's office took so short amount of time. It just all worked out. And it was just really cool because I can go physically be the hands and feet for my friend to go be the hands and feet to her neighbor who she is trying to minister to. And that's what she's talking about. Like, when the Lord is with you and when you're connected with him, well, he's always with you. But when you're connected with him, um, you see those moments. Like instead of being like, woohoo, I get to go home and waste time now. It, I just, I saw what happened like with my short pediatrician. Never, guys, in six years, never have I ever been in and out of the pediatrician's office in 20 minutes. It was crazy. <laughs> and so it's like, I wouldn't have seen that for what it was if it wouldn't have been just like, just being connected with the Lord. And so you never know what's going to show up on your door. And when you're connected with him, you see God's hand in opportunities like that. Mm. Um, I can tell another story about Beautiful. the day. I know. Going we can to, talk about so, it all day. I, I have written in my notes, we can talk about this all day. We can. Um, okay, next one is wait. Psalm 37, 7. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Um, intimacy with God is awesome when we have to wait, and we do. You, you're probably waiting on something right now. I know I am. Um, even in the waiting times, times of difficulty, when it feels like he's not answering, we can stay close to him. We can listen for his answers, and we can meditate on his word. Isaiah 54, he wakens me morning by morning, wakens my ear to listen like one being taught. Y'all, often in these times that are so hard, that's the deepest intimacy with the Lord that comes out of it. Um, <clears throat> while we wait in difficulty sometimes, also a word of warning, a pitfall that I definitely fell into, um, is when we're waiting, when we're unsure, it is so hard to guard our thoughts to obey Philippians 4.8, which says um, whatever is true, whatever is right. Even if you just stop at whatever is true, are we just thinking about what's true, or are we thinking about things that we don't know to be true quite yet? Whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever is desirable, praiseworthy, think about these things. That's what he wants us to do. He wants us to keep our thoughts on those things. And then the promise at the end is that the peace of God will be with us. Um, it's, I find it hardest when I'm waiting to guard my thoughts about what might happen or what surely I know what God's up to, right? And I don't. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> Lamentations 3 is a place where I camped when my mom had breast cancer. It's a place where I camped when I was going through depression. 
These times in my life, if you ask me, when were you closest to the Lord? It was because of those times that I was, because I just had nothing else but his word to hold on to, because I knew I couldn't think about things that I hadn't, didn't have authority to think about, like, where's this cancer going to go? You just have to bring him back, bring him back to the word. <clears throat> Write that down, Lamentations 3. You will love it if you don't already know it. Um, and when we're waiting, he puts other people in community with us, in our path, to wait with us. Use them. Let them pray for you. Let them pray over you, with you. Um, they're going to ask you, how you doing? You know you know how that is, to be loved by people that love you. B- bring them in. Luke twenty-one nineteen. Oh my gosh. Okay, given to me by my, my Melanie uh, two weeks ago. When, I mean, we don't know where our son's going to college. Well, okay, that kind of sounds trite, but it's actually huge. And because your heart is just connected to this person and where are they going to be? And what do you have for them, Lord? Um, By your patience, this is Luke 21, 19 in the New King James Version. By your patience, possess your souls. How beautiful is that? I had never heard it. By your patience, possess your souls. That's what I'm doing. We still don't know. I'm trying to possess my soul by my patience. Um, Lamentations 2. Pour out your heart to God. Simply tell him how you feel. Every bit of it. We can take David's example. He did it throughout the Psalms. And a friend pointed out to me this week how beautiful it is that David, what he did, yes, he poured out his heart to God. But at the beginning of his Psalm, he praised God. At the end of his psalm, he praised God. Read through them, and you're like, oh, yeah, he did, every single time almost. Um, so do that. Now, Millie, I want you to come up here and, and talk to us about the hard times real quick. Well, and about what God's doing. I mean, Millie and I, I mean, every week, y'all, more than every week, every other day, there's something. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, this is what God did. This is what God did. Do I turn this, do I turn this on? Or yeah, here. And, See, and, I'm old. and I want to know what he did because I've been praying for it too. Well, last week, my dad's had three surgeries. My dad's 79 and it's ironic that Melanie's here because she had a big part in just praying for my dad and just being moved by that. But he's had three surgeries. And so my dad is one of the funniest people you'll ever be around. And he's so vibrant and I just love, but I've prayed for his soul and um, not sure where my parents are spiritually. And so about uh, I, on his last surgery, every time I talked to my dad, he sounded so just like a, like just an empty soul. Just, I'd go, hi dad, how are you feeling? Um, fine. And I was just brokenhearted. And so I told my husband, I said, I've got to go see my dad. My mom, 78, still works full time. My dad still works full time at 79. But I thought my mom's at school. I need to go sit with my dad on Monday and Tuesday. Well, Gracie's gone through some great anxiety, my 14 year old. And so my son was at a golf tournament with Coach Cole. Y'all know Chris Cole, and uh, that's his coach. And so I was going to plan on leaving on Saturday afternoon. Well, I look at my phone at 8 o'clock on Saturday. They were in Waco, and I get see Chris Cole, and I'm like, oh, great. What's he calling about? I answer, and he said, Blaine has a bad, bad stomach virus. He <laughs> threw up all night long. Well, that breaks your heart as a mother, but my daughter's anxiety is about people getting sick. So she does not want mommy to be gone, and especially out of town when school's in and all that. So I knew when Gracie found out, I thought, oh my gosh, I had not told my parents I was coming. 
And so I was just going to surprise him and then stay through Wednesday and, you know, just spend the time with my dad and assess him. I just wanted to get down there and lay my eyes on him and just spend the day with him. And so Gracie freaks out. So it, by Saturday afternoon, we're both crying. And I'm like, Gracie, I have got to go see Darmy. And she's like, but mom, I need you. What if Blaine brings a stomach virus? And she's getting the Clorox out. She's already spraying door handles. I'm like, oh my gosh, Lord. So I just said, Grace, I'm going to let Blaine get home. I'm going to assess him. But Sunday morning, I'm going to get up at six. And if he's better, I'm leaving. You're just going to, we're going to be praying about this, but I need to be with my dad. And so I got up Sunday morning, Blaine seemed fine, so I get in the car and I drive. Well, the whole way, we're studying Genesis right now if you're doing the women's Bible study. And so I just, you know, I told Jill, I said, we all have a default button. And I was not connected with the Lord because I was so mad that my dad, I mean, I don't know his salvation and I've been praying for 18 years for my dad's salvation. And I could just see my dad withering away. So I downloaded some podcasts from a church I don't even know on Joseph. And so I listened the whole way down there. And I'd made me a spiritual CD of Christian music. And so for three and a half hours, I listened to the CD and I listened to the podcast. So when I, it was all about Joseph and his brothers and all the negative things that happened, but God used it for blessing. So I'm sitting there and I pull in my parents' driveway and the garage is still down at 945. They don't know I'm coming. And I just said, okay, Lord, what you're telling me is for his good and for your glory. Whatever happens over the next two days, it's for his good and your glory. And I said that three times as I'm walking up to the front door. Well, I rang the doorbell and two minutes later, my dad comes to the door and he just looked like disoriented, like he didn't know who I was. And he goes, hang on, I got to turn the alarm off. The next thing I see through the glass is my dad laying on the floor with his legs kicking and I'm ringing the doorbell frantically, and I'm like, the Lord's reminding me, for his good, for my glory. So long story short, my dad was, by the time I got in, my brother ran down, my mother ran in, we called the ambulance, my brother goes, he's bleeding, he's bleeding, call 911. So within 10 minutes, I'm following the ambulance. Well, my dad was severely dehydrated, and so I was thinking, I was kind of laughing to myself, okay, Lord, you used a stomach virus, an anxiety and a fall and a bleeding incident. The bleeding was just from his finger. And my dad was severely dehydrated, and that can lead to comatose. As I read more about what it could have led to, my dad is totally back to normal now. But frankly, something really bad could have happened, and I just was so thankful. I was like, it reminded me of Isaiah um, 45.3, where he just talks about, um, and I, I know the verse in my mind, but It just talks about, I will give you the treasures of darkness, riches stored in secret places, so that you will know that I am God, the God of Israel Mm -hmm. who summons you by name. Mm -hmm. And I just, guys, there's, there's some stuff that's dark, and we don't know why it happens. But I just looked back at that and I was able to sit, I stayed with my dad at both nights in the hospital and I was able to share with him, dad, do you not see God working in your life? God used, because my mother just kept saying while the ambulance was coming, why didn't you tell me you were coming? And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. But I was thinking this was God's design. I couldn't have sat there for two days and watched my dad suffer. And my dad, you you know, men in that age, you're not going to say, dad, you need to go to the hospital. Okay, well, why don't you drive me? He's not going to do that. So it took a, I, I thought, man, it took a fall and a bleeding incident. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. B- bloodshed and a fall. I've, I've seen that somewhere in scripture. <laughs> I don't like it like, when you cry. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh, gosh. Okay, well, it's time for wow. That's our last thing. And that's really, I mean, great timing. Um, when God does something like that, his timing was perfect for Millie to get there. And um, this needs to be off. Did you turn it off? No. Okay. Um, last one and the best one is wow. Be wowed by what he's doing. He's doing so much for our just our good and um, treasures, like she said. I'm so glad you read that verse. I think it's one of the ones that I put on your page, and I love it. Um, Ephesians 3, 20 and 21 is my wow, wow verse. Uh, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Jesus Christ throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Celebrate. When he does these things, y'all, he's doing them all the time. Be ready to give God all the credit for what you see him do. We have almost daily, seriously, celebrations in our community group, whether they're over text or, I mean, which usually they are. We're just texting like crazy. Oh my gosh, can't leave. God did that. He did that. And um, my sweet friend, Catherine, the other day just said she had read something that this is another word for this is, is, is God's signature. That was God's signature on that situation. Let's look for his signature. It's all over the place. He's writing. It's God. It's God. It's God. All over. All over. Um, Be ready to give him credit for the answers you see, for the things he does when they're big, when they're small. Enjoy sharing it because it really is the purest form of joy, y'all, to figure out, oh, wow, you did that, Lord, and to give him the glory. Acts 4.20, this is beautiful, says, For we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. We cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. They were talking about Christ, and we are too when we tell that. Now, just a little warning. I just, I'm, I'm sharing with you some of my things that have always just hit me the wrong way. Um, I don't like the word pet peeve, but I guess that's what they are. Be careful with your words. Let us all be careful with our words. There is no such thing as luck for a believer. No such thing. So lucky is not a word we need to be using. Um, It is God doing whatever got done. Um, So lucky, just throw that out the window. Um, And this isn't a bad thing to say, but that was such a God thing. Okay, Everything is a God thing. Every single thing is a God thing. So when we say that's a God thing, it kind of makes you think, well, or some things are not a God thing. So anyway, don't be confusing with what you say. And then I really, this is a personal thing. It's not in the Bible, but I don't think that there's any such thing as over-spiritualizing a situation. You've heard that word? I don't even know if that's really a word. Um, because can we really over-spiritualize anything that's going on in our lives? No, because we are a spiritual being. We are made in the image of God. So let's don't do that. Let's don't say, oh, you're over-spiritualizing because no such thing for a believer. Um, look for his signature. I already said that. I love it. I love it. I love it. He is great even when we don't get the answers we want. Even when we don't. And plenty of us, all of us, have gotten answers that we didn't think we wanted. Um, Remember, he's good. And all he does is good all the time. Okay, let's pray. Let's pray over all these things. Lord, thank you for just time to lift you up, to glorify you, to think about who you are, and to think about... Um, your vast work throughout the universe and your work in our hearts. 
I pray, Lord, for all of us this morning. Um, I pray that as we leave here, um, that we will not be the same, that we will think of you differently, and, Lord, that we will have eyes and ears that are open to see what you are doing. Lord, my prayer, um, and I know the prayer of these women, is that we would continue to go deeper in our relationship with you, that we would continue to increase our intimacy with you. Um, We look forward, God, to what you're going to do. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for sending Christ um, to be our Savior. It is in his name and because of him we pray. Amen. And y'all, let me say, if you don't know him, come talk to us. We're mentor moms are up here. Everybody here, leadership is, is for that goal of you to know him. If you're not sure what we're talking about, come and ask. Our phone number's all over that uh, handout there. So, uh, Table leaders, uh, we'll throw the questions on the table. If you can walk your tables through the questions, that'd be great. Thanks. Okay, come on up, ladies. All right, ladies, we're going uh, to wrap up a little differently today instead of doing some open and answer Q&A stuff. Instead, um, I just want you guys to hear from some moms that are in the trenches. Uh, Sunday McDonald, please report to the stage. Um, where is she? She's like, what? What are you doing? Um, we want to wrap up a little differently today. Instead of doing some Q&A, we want to, you to hear from some moms that are in the trenches with you about what our time with the Lord looks like. Because ideal doesn't necessarily lend yourself to that in this life stage, right? Um, so what might have worked with me when I was not a mom, um, I don't necessarily have the time or um, the allocation for that. So I want you to hear just from moms that are in it, like what stirs our affections for the Lord? What does our time with the Lord look like? And honestly, even how that's changed as we've had one, then two, then three, then four, then five, then six kids. Um, so uh, let's start. Let's start. Sunday, you want to start? Do you mind? You want me to start with Mandy? No. Are you sure? Okay, great. (laughs) Hello. No. (laughs) It is a heavy and could be used as a weapon, just saying. Um, I'm Sunday. Uh, I'm not sure where I'm supposed to start, but um, quiet times. You know, I'm a person that needs accountability. I um, am weak-willed, and I celebrate my weaknesses. Um, And so uh, when I started... It takes a long time of this, I need to do those. That sounds good. How am I going to find the time? Yeah, maybe I'll get around to that. And then maybe one person starts talking about how they're doing it, and then you're like, maybe I should be doing this. And God just keeps working on you. I, th- I, think, that's, I think it was slow for me. And maybe some of y'all are like, yes, I'm going to jump right in. Desi was one of the women that um, started her commitment to doing quiet times, and what she did is what I ended up doing. And today's like day... 1100 and something, um, yeah, of being in the word. And it's only because of, um, God's goodness and, um, faithful women that came before me. Um, what I do is, uh, well, early on there was probably times where the bathroom would be the five minutes that I would use, or I would hide in the closet for some quiet time. (laughs) I don't do that as much anymore. I have an eight-year-old who's in second grade and a um, four-year-old, so I don't hide as much in the (laughs) bathroom or the closet, but there were times for sure. (laughs) I like to put it all out there, by the way. Any question you have for me, um, I'll tell you the answer. Um, Anyway, so I I do like to wake up. I think mornings are fabulous, and something that Jill said really stuck out with me about... um, 
you know, what, what we're feeding ourselves. And what stuck out to me is um, breakfast. I've learned that I'm a big breakfast first person. I love breakfast first part of the day. And I need that. I've learned that I, may, I need to have a big full breakfast. And that just stuck out to me. Self-care has not been something I've been good at. Um, but I'm working on that. So now I'm working on big breakfasts. And it just came to me that I'm going to think about that every morning. Not just my big breakfast of food for my physical body, but that time with God. Uh, she said that for the first 15 minutes was the most important 15 minutes maybe of our day. And I think she's right. Um, so I do like to wake up and read. And I do do that. Um, I talked about accountability first thing, and I right now I'm texting some people first thing in the morning. They, we text each other, and we're like, we're up, we're up. And sometimes I just write, grr. <laughs> but, but it does help knowing that some other people are awake with you. Um, and I love to read in the morning. I also journal, and I don't like to write. I wrote three thank you notes the other, just notes the other day. Um, and my hand hurts so bad afterwards. But I type, and I type my journaling out, and I email them to a handful of women that are faithful to let me fill my inboxes for 1,100 and whatever it is days. But that accountability has helped me be here every day to, do, to spend time with him. And it is on... I wish I could think of the examples. Jill said she remembers, and I, I forget them, but I'm so thankful they're written down. But uh, every day there is something amazing, like these stories. There is something, and it's only because I am starting to see, because I've spent time with him. It's only because of that. I, I know that they're all there, and I think that's what Jill was saying, is that we're missing them because we, we know him maybe this much, or we're, you know, the, there's so much more that I'm, I'm even missing now. But I'm, I'm so thankful for that time, and it, for me, it would only be because I've got other women that have let me fill up their inboxes. And there are still mornings, and I just told my group this, I was like, there's still mornings. Well, even though every day that I've been in the Word, I never have regretted that time. Any time I've laid that to-do list to the side or I prayed over it, I, I never have regretted that time. The to-do list is never finished because as soon as I check something off, something else is on there. I put another thing on. But even though I never regret the time that I spent with God, Every one of those days, there are still mornings or still days when I'm like, okay. And I'm like, really? Like how many, of, how many more numbers, how many more days do I need before I don't have one of those? I, I look forward to that. I look forward to that. Um, mine is, I think if I were going to share anything with you, um, my journey in intimate time with the Lord really changed for me when I was um, single and had no kids when I realized that I would get out of bed in the morning and start my day. And that's how I saw it as my day. And the Lord really convicted me that it's his day and I get to live in it. (laughs) And, um, and so then it began when my alarm would go off that the first thing that I would think in my mind was good morning, Lord. And then it would, that would begin my conversation with him and it just kind of stuck. And, um, and so that is still how I hear my alarm clock is that the Lord is waking me up for the morning and I still, good morning, Lord. And I begin to pray, um, before I even rise up off my pillow or feet hit the ground. And, um, and now my husband has joined in on that. And so then we pray together, still laying in our bed, never getting up. And sometimes we're like, shoot, it's seven. We should probably go shower. Um, so, but that has been really fun to, to bring him into that part. And so that has made my prayer life really sweet. And I have 
struggled on the word side of things on actually sitting and reading and being in God's word. And, um, and so he, that has looked very different for me where the other has been more consistent. The time in God's word has been a little less consistent and not how I would desire it to be. Um, but I would say I was sharing with my table earlier that, um, I, if I don't get to read the word before, my kids are up. I have four and they're all eight and under. And, um, this is a little chaotic and getting kids off to school. I'm sure y'all can all relate. Um, I used to be like, Oh, I didn't make it today. There's grace for today. We're good. It's okay. You know, or maybe I'll get to that at rest time, but I never get to that at rest time. Um, and so lately I've just been telling myself that if it doesn't happen, then it's going to happen as soon as the kids get out the door to school. And so I've started doing that and I'll sit on the couch and I was telling them, um, late last week that my son was playing Legos. I just plopped my booty on the couch and he was like, Hey mom, can you come help me build blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I do want to help you build that, but I've got to read a little bit of my Bible first. And he didn't really respond. And I started reading, I probably got five verses in and he came and plopped down next to me with his Bible. And he said, will you read me a story out of mine? And I was like, yes, I will absolutely read a story out of yours. And it was just a good reminder to me that all is not lost if I don't get into God's word before the kids are up and running around. And that even if it's not a long amount of time or even a quiet amount of time, it is still beneficial, if not just for me, but for my family to see as well and to be a part of. And then too, um, it is important to be in God's word and in prayer every morning and to try to carve out that time. And I know Jill really made a point of that. But um, there were some seasons in my life where, I, where it wasn't happening, but what was happening was a lot of time with the Lord. When I'd fold laundry, I would pray for the person that I was folding their laundry. And when I would do dishes, I would ask the Lord to wash me clean of my sins, and it became a time of confession for me while I was doing dishes. I had to make, when you had, I had four kids, five and under, and I just had to make the mundane meaningful. And so just look around you. What are the things that you're doing every day that you're just doing them and you're doing them out of exhaustion and have to, but it could really turn into some good intimate time with Jesus. Okay, I'm going to try to keep this short, which is going to be difficult because I'm very passionate about this uh, topic very much. Um, so quiet time with the Lord. When I first came back to God, I was, um, an ex-pagan. It was on like Donkey Kong. I could not read enough. Quiet times were awesome. I mean, I was just voracious, had a voracious appetite for God's word. So me and God, we spent a lot of good time together and especially like he stripped away a lot of my friends. And so I had plenty of time to spend with God. It was great and awesome. Um, Fast forward to motherhood and just my uh, temperament. I'm a prideful beast. And so there did become a time when I thought, you know what? I know all the stories. I've read the Bible through several times. I've got this. It's, you know, I don't really need to spend time in the word all that much. Or I just took up, oh, you know what? I'm in a rough season. I have a baby. I have all these littles. I don't really, I don't need to be in the time. It's fine to just sing a song or whatever. And then, um, It just, I don't even know how God brought me to this point, but I think it was just realizing that I don't ever want to spend time with God because I think he's constantly disappointed in me. And it was realizing that moment that I had slapped um, my stepdad and my father's face onto God and that that was the reason why I never wanted to spend time with him, that I, in my um, stubbornness, decided to use that in my favor. And so I said, you know what, God, then I'm going to spend every single day with you without fail 
until you have rewritten that lie on my heart. Because I know that you want to spend time with me. I know that in my head. And I know that you love me in my head. But I don't feel that way. That is not my reality. And so it was that day that I decided, okay, well... I'm a slothful beast too as well. I love comfort and ease. That is just my go-to. If it's easy and if it's comfortable, that's where I want to run. So I knew just like Sunday, I need accountability because on my own, I will not do anything, at least for an extended period of time. Maybe I'll do it for a week or two, but then it gets dropped off. Like every chore chart that I've tried to come up with ever, it always gets dropped off. It always goes to the wayside. It's great for about two weeks and then it's over. So I would just, I too just sent out an email and it's a journal and it just tells what I read about. And I will tell you, it was probably two years and most every day felt like I was checking the box. All right, I'm checking the box. I have to do this. Ugh, I have to spend time with God. Um, but I will say to you, just like Sunday said, it never returned void every time that I spent that time, even if I didn't feel like it at first. In the end, I was always so very thankful that I had spent that time with God. And I am not scheduled. Um, I guess I'm a creative, but I wouldn't consider myself that. But I am completely unorganized. Maybe there's a rhythm, but most of the time there's not really a rhythm to my day. There is no schedule. There is no from this time to that time I'm going to be doing breakfast. It's just basically every day is no holds barred. Every day is a new adventure, and that's just how it rolls. So ideally, I would like to get up early, and I would like to spend time with my physical Bible. I do feel like I get a whole lot more. It's like living and breathing and tangible, and you can mark it up and scribble on your pages, and it's great. But most often, it is spent on my phone, and that could be, hey, I'm nursing a baby, so I get a couple verses in right here, and I've got a couple more verses over here, and oh my goodness, my kids are actually all sleeping together. It is a nap fest of this miracle, and so I'm going to take this time to read the Bible. Um, it, it looks different every single day. And a lot of times it's at the end of the day and I'm nursing my kid to sleep and um, I'm just writing out the thoughts of the day, what I did well, what I didn't, what I'm struggling with. And there's just a group of women who have been faithful um, to get my email to let me fill out their inboxes year after year after year and it has changed me in remarkable ways. And so I recommend it to everybody. I now know that God is not displeased with me and even the mommy guilt that could plague me. Um, I get to turn back around to, God, you're sovereign. Yes, I messed up, but you are sovereign. You are sovereign over my children's lives. And ultimately, I cannot make them bow a knee to you. Right now, it is my faith that I'm pouring into them, but at some point, I'm going to have to release them, and that has to become their own faith. And there's nothing that I can do, my husband can do, to make that happen. It's all up to him. But I cannot give my kids what I do not know myself. And so that time has never gone void. And I know that it's so, so hard. But that iEvil, that iPhone that you have, that can be such a crazy distraction with text, email, Facebook, everything constantly connected, use that to be connected to him through memorizing scripture. Scripture typer is fantastic. It's kind of spendy, but it is a fantastic app. Sit there while you're nursing a baby or I don't know, or while you're waiting at the doctor's office for five hours. Use the time that you do have. It doesn't have to be an extended time, just some time with him every single day, even if you don't feel like it. And let me tell you, this is not about checking the box so that you can become a better Christian. You're not going to get a brownie or a gold star at the end of it. You're not going to get an extra crown or a jewel in your crown when you reach heaven because, Jesus, I spent 500 days straight in the word with you. 
but gear your heart, not towards checking the box, but I want to know you. God, I do not feel like spending time with you today, but because I know that you're good, and even if I don't feel it here, I want to know who you are. So I challenge you, don't read today. Don't spend quiet time today. Don't lock yourself in the bathroom or the closet or wherever today just to check the box. Spend time with him because you want to know him more. And I will end on this last description that really punched me in the gut. Uh, My daughter recently turned eight and on her birthday, she wanted to spend time with her friends. And I had this day planned in my head of, we would spend time together and bake cookies and we would snuggle each other on the couch and eat cookie dough and it'd be like elf and it'd be fantastic. (laughs) But homegirl has already reached an age at eight already that friends are more important to her. Anything that's fun is basically more important than mom. I know that she loves me. I know that she wants to spend time with me, but that's like the leftover. Okay, there's nothing to entertain me now. Now I want to spend time with you, mommy. And normally it's at 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, seriously, girl, you need to go to bed. Uh, But anyway, and And it hit me, man, that is how I am with God all the time too. Everything is more important than you. Everything is more important. Facebook is more important. An empty, a dirty pile of dishes is more important to you. Everything under the sun is more important than spending time with you. And when I'm done being entertained or doing my to-do list, then I want to sit at your feet and say, all right, God, fill me up. Just like my daughter. And And I love her regardless, but I give him my leftover. And all I wanted to say to her is, I love you. I just, I just want to spend time with you. I gave birth to you. Like you're supposed to spend this day with me. And God is not in the same way that I am. He's not passive aggressive. He's not, you know, just mourning the fact that I'm not spending time with him, but he's just like, I'm just, I'm here waiting. And if it is at 11 o'clock that you spend time with me, I'm okay with that. But I just, I want to do everything with you. I want to do the dishes with you. I want to walk with you. I want to go to the park with you and your kids. I just want to be with you because I love you. You are my precious daughter and I want to spend time with you. And I know that it's hard. And I want you to come to me when it's hard, when you're frustrated, when you cannot handle one more crying fit. I want to know that. You don't have to be perfect for me. I want to be with you because I love you. That's good. That's good. I'm going to wrap us up um, real quick. Um, when, before I had kids or even with my first, like the ideal quiet time for me was in the morning by myself on the porch with my Bible, a journal and a cup of coffee, sometimes a bowl of cereal. That was ideal. And you know what, for, with me through my first, like that still occurred, but my number two and then number three, like the ideal went by the wayside and it quickly became, how can I get time with the Lord? And so, um, if you're looking for a practical tip, um, one of them would be if spending time with the Lord is something that you just don't know how to do, don't know where to start, don't know when, um, I'm a big calendar on my phone person. And so everything's in my calendar cause it's always with me. So I would literally like, if I'm trying to create a new habit, I schedule it. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 6am quiet time, Tuesday, Thursday, it's, it's nap time. Or I literally would put an item on my appointment on my calendar, um, to make myself like that's, that's important. That's a priority. Cause you know, when something's on your calendar, a doctor's appointment, a 
a lunch date, a play date, whatever, you schedule your day around it, right? So for me, I'm visual. So it was on my appointment. And so um, it was an appointment I made. And so that would be my priority. And so, and if that got shifted because I'm up all night with a sick kid, I didn't, so I didn't want to, you know, going to bed at five, finally getting back in bed at 530. So I don't want to get up at six. There's grace. It would be bumped. Okay. So I would bump it literally on my calendar to noon or whatever it would be. And so that's how I started creating, like it was a priority. And so every day it looks different. There was a time when I said it was, you know, on a porch, cup of coffee, Bible journal. There's a time that I was consistently up before everyone else to read my Bible journal, go run or work out, you know, there's a time when I was very disciplined, but the point of the discipline is to discipline your heart. And so then it, now it's to a point where it's like, Lord, my time with you is most important. And it looks different. Sometimes it's on the Bible or on the Bible. It's with my Bible on the couch while someone's watching a show. Um, it might be reading a proverb over my family in the morning. It might be right before I go to bed. It might be when I'm on the toilet because no one's bothering me. You know, it might be at some point in my day, the word of God is being ingested in my heart. Um, sometimes I journal lengthy because that's what stirs my true affections for the Lord. And sometimes it's reading the scripture and meditating on it mentally. So, and without having a journal. So if you can hear anything today, I think it's loud and clear. Spend time with our Lord. He is your source of everything. Um, make that your priority. Allow yourself grace to make it look differently every day. Allow yourself grace that it's going to look different in different seasons. When you have an infant, it'll look different than you have a toddler. It'll look different when you add more to your family. Um, it's going to look different. Give yourself grace, but make it a priority. Um, the the accountability, if you seek that from other people, is not... Um, how I spent time with the Lord. It's did I spend time with the Lord um, and connecting yourself to him. Um, that is your single most important thing you can do um, in, in, in any parenting and in, in being a believer and being a mom, being a wife. Like that is the single most and best gift you can give your family is ingesting scripture into your heart and writing it on there. Um, okay, we are, we are done. I'm gonna pray us out. If you have any questions, feel free to grab us. Um, throw them on our Facebook page, email the mentor moms. We are here for you and would love to support and love and pray for you. Um, let's pray. <clears throat> Jesus, you are the author and creator of all things and the perfecter of our faith. I pray that these women, their faith has been perfected today. I pray they have walked away encouraged, um, with truth and armed with scripture. Um, I pray you would bless their time today that they would be able to get away with you for um, however long their heart needs, that they would get away with you and spend time meditating on your scriptures. Um, Lord, remind them that your word does not return void and show up in a way that they can't help but think, man, God is good. Um, It's in your gracious name that we pray. Amen.